And welcome back, everyone, to the Brandon Burns Show, proudly presented by Enterprise Monkey. It's great to have your company, and thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have a very special guest on the show today, so we look forward to sharing that with you. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, rate and review on iTunes Store, and also Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. But for now, let's get into the episode and see you on the other side. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brandon Burns Show, proudly presented by Enterprise Monkey. You're here with your host, Brandon Burns, Head of Growth at Enterprise Monkey, and with me today is a very special guest. I'd like you to join with me in welcoming, clapping at home, round of applause for Dean Denny. How are you? Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Brandon, let's shake hands. Come on. I know. Man. It's let's great to see you. Yeah, so for see those you. of you watching on YouTube, you can see that we've just shooken hands, shaking hands, but for those of you listening, it's a virtual handshake of sorts. Could be a Isn't virtual it? fist bump, man. <laughs> Is there an emoji for that? Oh, we can we can create one. We can create maybe, one. Maybe, yep. yeah. So to give you a little background, guys, Dean actually has the water pistol emoji on his LinkedIn title. Oh, why not? Why not? <laughs> Seriously, like... <laughs> I still haven't worked out how to do it, but if I knew, I would as well. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to be a digital marketing gangster. That's the truth. That's yeah. right. <laughs> All right, guys, so thank you for, for watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to comment, rate it and review us also on iTunes. And for those of you on Android, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. But for now, this is the time of the episode where I try to go quiet a bit and throw to our special guest, Dean, to just tell us a bit more about himself, what he's currently up to and the journey he's taken to date that's led him to, to here. Yeah, so, sure. Dean, tell us in the audience all about you. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know what star what? sign are you? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a cancer, but right? I don't know if I'm more of a Leo than a cancer. Yep. I mean, that's not really my strong point, the whole I'm star a Leo. sign thing. Yep. Oh, you really? Bring it on. Yep, oh, that's there you it. go. There you go. Well, I guess before going too far into like the family history and all that, I, yep. um, I'm the digital marketing gangster. I work... Uh, for myself with Owen Denny, it's my digital agency, which yes. is really about, you know, growing businesses through, mm-hmm. you know, a customer journey um, oriented approach or customer centric approach uh, to, I guess, enabling businesses to grow. Um, yep. That's my that's my big thing. But what led me down this path was, I guess, I was always that creative kid between mm-hmm. like, you know, 14 to 20. I've always into like jazz guitar and, you know, making music and all sorts of weird stuff. But what generally I got pigeonholed into like the whole sciences and maths and stuff like that as a kid. So yeah. I ended up doing engineering, um, you know, wow. tossing up between aerospace and civil engineering, but you know, it's really, really weird. And I, I never, I never felt connected to it. Like mm-hmm. I love the maths. I love the science. I loved all that, but I just never felt connected to it in my career. And funnily enough, when I was three or four years into my degree, 22 years of age, I um, I met a woman called Lorna Willis and she's actually um, one of Jack DeLose's um, mentors. Okay, and, so for yeah, our audience, who's yeah. predominantly entrepreneurs, young startups, yeah. tell everyone who Jack DeLosa is. Jack DeLosa is the head of the Entourage. Um, and the Entourage is? Is an educational institution for yes. young um, entrepreneurs, uh, business owners who are looking to grow their business um, and he's very much vision values based, I guess, education. And, you know, it gives you plenty of strategies. It's a great educational institution. Um, highly recommend you guys check so it out. So is the entourage like a course you can take literally in entrepreneurship and for entrepreneurs? Yeah, exactly. Okay, unreal. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. And so tell me about Lorna Willis. Lorna is, uh, I guess, you know, she was kind of like my pseudo mother, realistically. Yeah. Um, I lived with her for four great years and I was introduced to, you know, entrepreneurship. I was introduced to, you know, how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie and Think and Grow Rich. And yes. I was introduced into investment, finance, um, wealth creation, spirituality, you name it, whatever. Yep. And, you know... I guess I had this beautiful percolation period of hanging around with all these people who were successful business owners, multimillionaires, entrepreneurs. They came in and out of the house and it just rubbed off on me. And So um, Lorna's background is uh, property and property development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she'd been doing that for over 35 years. Yeah, something wow. ridiculous. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yep, great. So you live with her. Yeah. So you've literally got an in-house mentor. 24-7 yeah. on tap. For about four years on the Sunshine Coast, it was incredible. Unreal. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're some kind of triathlete or something, given uh, that you've lived up there for that long? Basically, I actually was. That's the funny thing. I was, really? I was racing um, road bikes wow. at the time. Yeah, I was cycling, you know, anywhere between 300 to 500 kilometers a week and wow. racing on the weekends. Yeah, I was... Best place for it, eh? Yeah, yeah, actually. And basically, um, it was really funny um, because when I met Lorna, I was racing like, yes. in a semi-professional manner. But then what actually transitioned was I turned into more of a business person. Yes. You know, and spent the, an infinite amount of time between then and now, um, I guess, refining the art of digital marketing and, okay. I guess, online entrepreneurship through my dog business, which is an e-commerce business. Yep. Um, but then that's now led to consulting. So dog business. Down. So you're selling, you're, you've got an e-commerce business set up on the side that sells yeah. uh, dog products, food, what yeah. is it, clothing. Yeah, exactly. The whole lot, yeah? The whole works. So, um, so that's almost a little case study a live case study that you can use for clients, I would guess, as a, yeah. a reference point to say, hey, well, look, here's what I proposed, but by the way, I'm living and breathing it, yeah? Yeah, exactly. That's um, awesome. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Competitive space? Uh, Dog the, products oh, very. It's so competitive They're now. popular, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I guess the big thing with Owen and Edwin, the luxury dog brand I created, um, you know, the, the biggest and most competitive part about it is the fact that everything's being made offshore yes and with the pet market we failed in some ways um because of the fact that we didn't validate the product on the front end but then we introduced other lines and that kind of you know i guess counteracted that and made Mm -hmm. it okay and therefore the business made money so um so you've moved back in the sunshine coast yep and then you've started a career in um digital marketing straight up in geelong yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay, cool. So talk to me about the roles and the journey that you took um, one upon returning and how you started applying all this knowledge that you'd amassed in digital marketing and yeah, that yeah. explosion period. Yeah, sweet. So um, I guess what I did when I came back from the Sunshine Coast um, to move my business to, um, I guess, Torquay, where there's more dogs per capita. Yes. And that was part of the reason <laughs> why I'm being absolutely serious. It was crazy. Um, we moved the, the business back to Torquay. Um, once we moved it back to Torquay, I was on the Nice program at the time with this with this business, like a lot of entrepreneurs are, luckily. And I had to get some part-time job to supplement that. Yep. And um, luckily, a, a job popped up at mm-hmm. a, a local digital agency, and I, and I took it as their digital marketing specialist. Right, awesome. And was working there part-time, and... You know, it was awesome because I was able to not only do, uh, to, to imp- I guess, put my knowledge from Owen and Edwin into clients and get great results for them, but it also enabled me to see 
many different types of businesses and actually work out what would work, what wouldn't work, what can you try and what can't you try. And, yep. you know, it really gave me a really great grounding in understanding what a customer journey was all about. Okay, so it sounds like in, in your case personally, but also in the wider space digital marketing, there is a huge element of trial and error or maybe trial, continual trialing, but learning and, you know, yeah. uh, grow. So what I'm getting at is it sounds like in, in most forms of digital marketing that you, you've got to do something, but then also you've got to learn pretty quickly what's working and what's not sure. and then refine, but never stop refining. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest problem I see most people have with digital marketing is that, <laughs> and I'm going to say this is the key to digital marketing. Yeah. <laughs> the barrier to entry to becoming a good digital marketer is perpetual amounts of failure. Yep. You literally have to fail your way to being good at it. Yep. Uh, there's no course which is going to be 100% correct online. Yeah, there are going to be Udemy courses that fire up, Cathow or digitalmarketer.com. They will give you great information, but you yep. literally need to be in the trenches every single day yep. in order to get results. So gotcha. you are right. You have to keep on iterating, keep on working out what works and what doesn't, and then you know mm-hmm. change your strategy accordingly. Okay. Know? So question for you, because this is going to be on the, on the, the tip of the tongue or everyone out there is going to be really wanting yep. to know this, and that is... You know, I've got a startup. I've got an yep. idea. Yep. I've started my journey. Yep. I'm now pretty confident that I've got a bit of momentum happening because yep. a bunch of people are around me and said, this is an amazing idea. It's going to work. People are going <laughs> to love it, right? And so, you know, perhaps I'll deliberately not reveal, because I'm just giving an example. No, I won't no, that's reveal, cool. you know, the, the, the product, the service, the category, the industry. Sure. Rather, what I'd say is just with knowing that someone has an idea and a startup, what are those first steps they can take to better understanding how they can devise a digital strategy yep. for you know growing that idea, potentially getting people to use it, buy it, inquire? Okay. So without sure. deliberately without knowing industry or, or anything. That's right. I'm happy to. There share. must be yeah. There must be something that people can do to maybe reverse engineer, and people would love to hear this. So yeah, talk yeah, me through sure. That. So before you even decide to get uh, a you know, to start, you know, whipping out a spreadsheet and working out your cost per lead and your yep. cost per click and all that jazz and therefore how much, what your conversion rates are and whatever. Yes. Brandon, can I please emphasize this today? And this is the most important thing I say. Yes. And I'm going to look at the camera when I say this too. Make sure you can sell your grandmother on your startup idea and yep. make sure that you see your grandmother take her credit card or her cash, or her checkbook, or her money order. It doesn't matter what the hell she takes out of her wallet. If she's going to spend money with you because it solves a problem for her, or you can see just anybody that wants your stuff actually take their money out of their wallet and make a transaction with you and make that purchase, then you've got a business which is going to work. But if you can't find anybody, I see a lot of... The big problem is, primarily, the offer is always wrong. A lot of these startups don't fly, not because of the fact that they're great people or great marketing strategies. It's the fact that the offer sucks. Yep. So now before we even get into that conversation, I just want to be straight up with people because I've learned the hard way. So when you say the offer has to be strong, you're saying the offer is, you know, the problem, you're, the, the solution to the problem you've got, your product itself. Yeah. Your product you... is an offer, yeah? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I think in terms of like whether, you know, products can be offers and offers can comprise of many products and vice versa. Yep. Um, I think the big thing that most people don't fully comprehend is that are you radically transforming someone's lives enough? 
with your so so as a digital marketing professional yeah sure how do you quickly and easily understand yep how insatiable someone's appetite is for a solution to this problem so you know you may have come up with a product that's going to solve a problem in the pet owner's space yeah sure but how do you define how badly that person wants this solution that you come up with yeah cool is it competitor research you know what is it yeah yeah so obviously like I guess when you start looking at creating or introducing a new product we'd be looking at you know obviously what's going on in Google how many how many search terms related to this topic are coming up okay so that's number one is that something um, publicly accessible or do you need someone who's a Google partner mate all you need is a credit card and an AdWords account you don't even have to spend a single dime you can work out how many people are researching okay so so a really good tip is you literally just have to create an AdWords account and you can use their keyword tool to literally punch in a phrase or a word that yep. you think people will be searching for and you can see the average monthly search terms. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yep. that's a great point. All right, yep. well, that's a good that's a good starter, isn't it? Because that gives yeah. you an indication of who's, who wants this solution online. Yeah. What if it's something that, that doesn't exist, therefore... Well, I guess something that does exist, people will be searching for, but what if it's something that's more of a vitamin than a painkiller, so a value add, so a yep. product that someone's come up with that's going to enrich someone's experience rather than take away their pain. How would you then understand yeah. quickly if that's going to be a winning product? Yeah, cool. So probably the big thing you'd want to be looking at there is the affinity interest. So hypothetically, just say it's a vitamin, which anything can be a vitamin. It can be an, an add-on to zero. Yep. Uh, for instance, just say if, if for those who don't know in the audience, um, yep. zero is an accounting tool. It's awesome. It integrates with nearly everything. Just say you develop a whiz bang um what's okay a whiz bang plugin which yep and radically enhance yeah, yeah. An add-on it, it radically enhances the capabilities of zero yes um now how do you go about testing that well ultimately first things first launch it on the app store yep <laughs> <laughs> write exactly what your your business does um and then and I write exactly what the, you know the benefits and I guess the emotional connection yep. um, that this you know essentially what the app results in. Yep. And then offer a free trial. Yeah. It could be a thirty day free trial. See how many downloads you get and how many of those um, free trials yes. can actually convert yes. to a you know a paid subscription of like what three dollars or four dollars five dollars yep. a month. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it because yep. if you can give something away for free on the front end and it's yes. high value and people use it every single day, it's more than likely that someone's going to be willing to pay a small yep. amount every month for it. Yes, okay. All right, so yep. answer me this. Um, most startup businesses would, I'm sure, turn yep. to Facebook and okay. Facebook advertising, not only as a means to test their product and their yep. audience, but also to try and learn from their audience because yep. from what I can gather from my, my novice experience is that Facebook opens up the ability to really uh, view... Uh, traits and demographics at a pretty granular level and yep. and and it gives a platform where you can really tailor your audience yeah. and you can target people specifically. So Absolutely. maybe the question I'm asking you is, mm. how do you work out if Facebook advertising, for example, is suitable for your business? Yep. And then what's the best way to start going about understanding and seeing if your clients are receptive? Okay, cool. So first things first, you've got to think about the niche yep. your business products going into are you selling to consumers yep are you selling to businesses yep. um are you 
you know, are you in the beauty niche um, or are you in the, you know, the car parts niche? Yep. Um, like, is, are you better for Instagram or are you better for Facebook? I guess when, for, for those playing at home, um, <laughs> you know, I guess the Facebook advertising manager enables you to advertise on both Instagram and Facebook. Yes. So that's why we'll probably talk interchangeably between Instagram and Facebook today. Okay, Facebook owns Instagram, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So you can run your account from the dashboard of one. So Facebook, yep. you can control your Instagram ads. That's correct. Okay, yep. cool. Yep, great. Yeah. So uh, that's, and that's where, you know, first thing, it depends on the type of business you're in. Yep. Secondly, um, it depends on what your goals are. Uh-huh. Um, so do you want awareness or do you want people to read read about your content, which nurtures them along yes. the sales journey? Yep. Um, Facebook's great for that. But yes. if you're looking for people... Um, if you're looking for people at the middle of the funnel when people are beginning to evaluate your products and services, yes. Facebook's not always the way to go. Okay. Sometimes Google AdWords is better because people... And that's are a conversation so- you're willing to have because I, I yeah. have seen a lot of people get really obsessed with thinking Facebook's the, the, uh, the like, solution. It's not. No, okay. no yep. like not one... Like, cannot, and this is probably something which is rather unique yep. to how Owen Danny operates with respect to a lot of digital agencies yep. um, is that we don't recommend a single product. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a suite of products working okay. simultaneously. Yep. Gotcha. So, yeah. All right. So it sounds like with, with you and your process, it sounds very collaborative up front. There's yep. a, 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 a buy-in with the strategy, but also understanding what this product or service is going to provide yep. and then understanding straight away what's the customer journey. That's correct. Yeah. So... Yep. Um, how is your customer going to discover your product? Yep. Progress through finding out more about it and yep. then getting to that point of no liking and trust and buying. Yeah. So, and, and look, for those of you watching and listening, um, Enterprise Monkey are actually engaging the services of Dean um, to help us with things like our sales funnel. Help us with <laughs> our Facebook, <laughs> help us with our Facebook advertising and insights. Yep. Yep. Help us with email marketing, you know, uh, setting up autoresponders. Um, when people come into contact with the business, listen to this podcast, subscribe, maybe inquire or uh, chat with us on our chat box. What do we then do with those customers and how do we put them into a, a process and a funnel where they can start to be nurtured and become familiar with us so that if not now but in the future they can become um, comfortable enough to want to reach out and talk to us about their need. So, um, and look, that's probably a good segue for me to get you to talk to our audience about what, what is it that, that a business really should consider setting up, knowing that not every inquiry is going to lead to a sale. However, um, these people who come into contact with your business, they may be ready two, three, four, five months down the track. So, sure. how important is it to have a strategy in place to nurture these people to uh, look people probably won't know but you can explain how, how yeah, to remarket sure. to them yeah you know yeah. how to cleverly keep them familiar with you yeah as they progress in their buying you know yeah. their buying mindset so talk sure. to me about how, yeah because that's quite an unfamiliar territory for a lot of business owners yeah you know? yeah absolutely i'm more than happy to ad lib on this um <laughs> you know just for the jazz heads in the room um i think if if you didn't really know anything about the statistics in regards to websites that convert, um, only 2% of people who visit your website the first time are going to make a conversion with you. So that's not so much, you know, um, you know, picking up the phone and ordering a pizza, but that also could be, you know, 
um, you know, filling out an inquiry to see how much your pizzas are yes. or whether you do, or whether you do, um, you know, um, functions or, yes. you know, weddings or whatever. So if you don't look after the 98% of people who don't go there yes. with the sole intention of buying, you're yes. actually letting go of 49 of the 50 people. Um, yes. So my biggest, I guess, my biggest learning I've had from digital marketing is that retargeting is everything. Yep. So, you know, in answering your question in regards to, you know, if someone's ready three, four, five, six months down the track, how do you actually capture that information? Mm-hmm. So first things first, you need to have um, both Google remarketing tags and also the Facebook pixel installed. Okay. It's well, absolutely critical. What does that mean? How yep. hard is it to do? And what then happens to the people who visit your site as a result? Okay, with both the Facebook pixel and the Google remarketing tags, yes. it is easy as one, two, three. Okay, beautiful. But what does it then allow you to do? Oh, now this is the fun part. So think of this, guys, and this is some... Ed, for, for those who aren't super familiar with the internet, this is going to sound a bit like Edward, you know, Edward Snowden sort of thing, but it really isn't. It's more Julian Assange, right? Um, no, it's more of a case of you've got someone that ends up on your website... They yes. end up. You, they can end up on a certain page. They can perform a certain action or whatever. But you've got full access to that for 180 days. So, for instance, the Enterprise Monkey um, website. Just say we want to know how many people um, have been on the contact page for the last six months. Yes. Uh, what we can do is essentially go in the Facebook advertising platform. Yep. And create a pixeled audience or a custom audience. They yes. call it. Um, and we can say, okay, people who have been on this particular page on the website for the last 180 days. Yes. So that's how you would capture the last six months of people who got towards the, you know, the, the, the tail of the Enterprise Monkey website journey. Yeah. Um, and then you can go about remarketing to them. Like it's, it's fantastic. And you can do essentially the same with Google. So for example, when I visit a site like YouTube... Sure. Or maybe even a, a news publication. Yep. And there's a window where an ad can be presented. Yep. That then gives you the ability to set up on someone's website for the that you know is visited to then be presented an ad when they leave our site and go to another and are browsing. And yep. we can try and not distract them, but just familiarise them with our brand. Yeah. Or maybe it is distracting them. <laughs> well, you could distract them. You know, you could just like throw a kitten in the you know in a video or something. Um, All right. So, yeah. so with that in mind, because what's really key now is people are going to want to hear. Without giving away a name of a client as such, maybe you can talk to someone who you've implemented something really clever and unique in this space that yep. you've seen success with pretty immediately around uh, results. And, yep. and using this to your advantage. So, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you can talk to an exact yeah, industry. We, we talked about one off air that I think is relatively local. I don't know if you could mention the industry but not the name. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Well, I guess look, what I'll do is I'll talk about the, the key types of clients that I work with and I can give approximate results. Yes. So I have about you know four to five big e-commerce clients that I work with and I like to keep it fairly quiet. Yeah. Um, so a really, okay, the quickest win with any e-commerce store to actually get a, a positive return on investment from like a, literally like right now or even yesterday, so to speak, is yep. to create what we call a dynamic product advert. Yep. So have you ever, okay, Brandon, so you've been shopping stuff online. Like yes. You've gone on to, you know, 
uh, yep. the iconic or whatever, and you've yes. ended up on a product page, yep. and you're like, oh, yeah, not today. Um, yep. You don't buy it. So maybe I've even gone a step or two into the shopping cart. Even into that, you can okay. get to that point, but let's just say you've just viewed a particular product. Just say yep. it was like men's shoes and they were black leather shoes. doesn't matter. Yep. Anyway, you're, you'd then jump back to Facebook. Yes. You're in your feed, you're scrolling through your feed, you're scrolling through your feed, and then, whoa, those shoes are chasing me around the <laughs> internet. And, yep. it's, and it scares you a little bit when you first yep. do this sort of thing. Um, but what's super important here is by is to literally by creating a it literally creates it takes less than 10 minutes or 15 minutes to launch yep. a dpa ad yep um you can generally generate anywhere between five to ten times return on investment providing your website's got traffic right um through these ads so i've got yep. clients who would spend up to a thousand dollars a month on dpa ads themselves so you know. this sounds like an incredibly effective yep. means to make the most of people who visited your website or come in contact with you but yep. haven't bought straight away because all is not lost. No, it's not. But also, um, I think then that contributes in a way to the lifetime value or the average value of a, a, a client over their lifetime because yep. if we're doing all this hard work, like for example, this podcast, we'll publish it on social media. Sure. There'll be a ton of people that'll interact and they'll probably click through to our website. Now, that's yep. someone that's probably not going to be looking to inquire for an app to be developed straight off the bat. Yep. But there's an opportunity yeah. for you to then implement an ad that then can then follow them around yeah. and keep it. So that's, that's a fantastic um, yeah. insight and something that's quite difficult to find people who've got a handle on how to do this effectively because I would assume there's a bit of reporting involved, yeah, and there's a lot of refining yep. involved because obviously if we, if we did that with you and we ran it for, say, a month, yep. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of data after a month that's going to make you uh, say to us it's going to be a whole lot better after another month because you've all of a sudden got this data to view and see who's... Yeah. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, well, to really... I guess the key here is that um, it depends on the quality of the traffic hitting your website. Yep. Um, you know, for, for those playing at home, not all clicks are created equally. Um, yep. Not um, not all website users have the same intent when they hit a website. Yes. I see a lot of people in our space, um, Brandon, always talking about, oh, we need to increase the conversion rate on our website by 3%. But it's like... Conversion rates are kind of moot when you've got users coming at different points of the funnel into Correct. your business. So let me ask you this, right? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you've got people coming to your website and into your atmosphere as a business yep. at different stages of the funnel, as far as different stages of whether they're ready to buy or whether yep. they're just looking, yep. how do you then know to have a strategy in place to present them with a message on your site, but then present someone else at a different stage with another message. Or how do you? How, how do, you, do you? How do you? How do you actually? Yeah. How do you get your messaging? How right? do you daisy chain it all together? Essentially? Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? Well, this is where customer journeys are everything. Like yep. you know, for instance, um, just say something you've never heard of you. Yep. Um, if you if a business has never been heard of by a you know a prospect, yes, they're unaware that they've got a problem realistically yep. because they haven't searched you out yet so you have to understand that the the, the prospect starts unaware then yep. you, it's your job as an advertiser to make them problem aware yes and then once you indoctrinate them to the problem you're the you're the hero and you're essentially uh providing them with a solution gotcha so for instance just say you've ne you, just say you're targeting um business owners and they don't like um doing their books 
Yes. You would create a top of funnel, so an awareness type advertisement. Yes. Just say it's a blog post on, you know, five ways to save time bookkeeping this year. Yep. And essentially what you could do is then drive people to the traffic on a blog post talking about saving time with their bookkeeping each year. Um, And that would be the first part of the journey. But just say you're a bookkeeper though, you want to be able to take that person from... Um, you know how to save money and time on their books to generating an appointment yes for people what you would do Brendan is based on what we were talking about with all those Facebook pixels and stuff like that yep you'd actually you'd cookie them at that point or you'd you'd pixel them so to speak and you'd create a custom audience of people who have visited the relevant blog posts yep and then position them with something else which enables them to evaluate you so it could be like a testimonial video it could be you know um it could be, you know, we're running an offer this month where essentially you could be saying, you know, we're setting up zero for free for 300 bucks. Yep. Um, but we're waiving that this month um, and we're going to go about doing a diagnostic on your business as well. Yep. So that's the evaluation stage. And then the, the conversion, which is the very bottom of the funnel. Look, that's where you really go about converting customers who are already there, yep. that you've already done stuff with you, or alternatively, you're making that first purchase as well. Gotcha. So it's being able to work out at which stage are they on your website and then providing them a tailored piece of content to progress them to the next stage. Okay, so we literally are going to have to do another session on this. So for those yeah. of you listening, we're just going to um, call this part one. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm not going to say part one of how many because it's probably about four. Yeah, But yeah. What, what I think the, the, the major takeout from this first part of the, um, the series is it's not – quantity it's quality so you know let's say your website starts out and you're only generating a couple of hundred visitors a month yep there are still things you can do absolutely to to get the most out of the visitors and their engagement and getting them to repeat and come back into the fold and be be exposed to your business again yeah so don't be intimidated by needing by feeling like you've got to pay to play you've got to spend a fortune on paid advertising with Google and Facebook just yep. to get enough eyeballs on your site. Yeah. So speaking to someone like Dean, for example, is a, is a very opportune way to find out, well, hang on, how can I set myself up for success irrespective of how big my budget is Yep. so that as I grow, I can confidently tip back in and I can accelerate this strategy when I do have funds more so than at other times and get the most effective outcome. Yep. Because, you know, the last thing we all want is wastage. You know, we might go get some great advice and find out, okay, you need to spend money on Facebook ads and tons of it. But, you know, I would be apprehensive if I didn't know exactly what to do with all of my traffic, not just the people who inquired. And I think that's the best way to define success with your campaign is do you have a strategy in place that does as much as it can with the people that you send to your site and to your environment? You know, can you confidently say that you've got a strategy in place to nurture these people and grow them as like, you know, friends or people who are familiar with your business, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just, I'm spilling gold. No, I'm joking, mate. Oh, I'm that's not. all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm catching it underneath with the bucket, I promise. There's just yeah, so yeah, much yeah, to talk yeah. to and we've only, we've only scratched the surface, Dean. So maybe what I'll do is I'll just, I'll, I'll park our chat here and I'm going to have to get you back to talk about three or four more other topics. But just to conclude today's episode, is there anything in particular Given what we've spoken about, which you could offer as advice to a startup who's maybe looking to self-serve and help themselves um, with setting their business up online. Obviously, a website's one part of it, but what can they do um, 
as a means to give themselves a kickstart before they go and engage a professional like yourself? You know, is it collating an email database? Is it um, setting up social media in such a way? Is it, is it just picking one platform and really going hard at it, like Twitter yeah. but not Facebook? Yep. You know, what is... Okay. Yeah. Um, what I would say is if you could do one thing from the get-go is install the Facebook Pixel right away. Right. First thing you do. Okay. Um, install Google Analytics right away and then yep. go Great about... Great advice. Great and advice. Google remarketing tags. Yes. Once you have that set up... Um, Can I put a link in this post for people if they want to approach you directly on LinkedIn yeah. to ask that question? Would you be happy to give them like even a copied and pasted instruction on how to install... Yeah? Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, I'll do that because I reckon there's going to be heaps of people that are going to be like, oh my God, yes, please, but how do I... And it might be simpler yeah. than they realise, but... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, worse, and the best thing about it is that there's going to be, you know, thousands of videos on how to do this on YouTube. Like, yep. you can learn this very cost-effectively online yep. and be able to do it yourself. So, okay. uh, um, yeah, I think other than that, to start off with, um, Brandon, I think the, the other two key things I would be doing yep. is, I guess, having some form of email capture form on your website. Yes. But obviously... The only way you're going to get people to sign up is by leading with some form of like free yes. something or other, like some yep. form of offer. Yep. And then probably the other big thing I would focus on doing is building an audience and really build an audience which shares the same worldview as you. Okay. That's cool. super critical. So aligns with you and your vision as a business, yeah. as an individual. Yeah, because people only do business with those who share the same worldview or wish to move towards. Yep, gotcha. So Great yeah. idea. All right, before we finish the episode, because I'm going to ask you this for each of the episodes we do, yeah. what are you currently reading? What am I currently reading? I'm actually, I've just finished Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Yep, Marcus Aurelius. The, Aurelius? Yeah. Meditations by... Yeah, meditation. Okay, yeah. We'll put a link up to that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm currently reading a Total Recall, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Um, Hello, I noticed your traps, mate. They're getting a bit bigger. No, mate, this is yeah, this is this, it, mate. This yep. is dad bod extreme. Yes. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm being absolutely serious. The here. Total Recall by Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a biography. The autobiography. Yeah, it's. Yeah, wow. I've never met a guy. Well, I'm kind of meeting him through the book. Um, I have never heard of a guy who's you know persisted and persisted and persisted and achieved so much in yep. one's life and gotcha. Arnie's done everything and you he know knows, he's the governator he's the terminator he's the something <laughs> rather nader so the Conan as well that was a <laughs> bit of a cult classic there but all yeah, right so well much. there's two to recommend meditations by Marcus Aurelius and total recall the autobiography of Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah Dean Denny, owner and founder of OwenDenny.com. Com. Yeah. And also people can reach out to you on social. I'll share links to yours. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you so much for your time. Let's pick this up. Let's try and do it in maybe a four-part series if that's all right with you. That's cool. We can do this that. This is part one. And, uh, and, and in the meantime, if there's any questions that stand out from this episode, send them into us and we'll incorporate them into the next installation of, the, of this series, I think. Yeah. And that'll be hugely beneficial for our audience. Oh, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. And thanks for joining us for another amazing episode on the Enterprise Monkey Show with Brandon Burns. Until next week, guys, we hope you've enjoyed. And if you want to get in touch, you can visit us on social media, on LinkedIn, 
Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can reach out to us with some of your amazing content ideas or perhaps a special guest, may even be yourself that wishes to appear on the show. You can reach out to us at office at enterprisemonkey.com.au. Don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we'll see you all on the next episode.